Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 1019 FM. And Sports Radio 66 WFAN. Hour number three. It's 9.04 here on this Friday evening. I guess happy hour is closed, but let's be honest. It's the Friday before 4th of July weekend. Odds are it's 5 o'clock somewhere, right? It's JJ, Josh Shevsky. We're taking you through the next two hours right here on the fan. Get aboard. Join the conversation at 877-337-6666. Hopefully... We'll hear from Andre Reed in a little bit. I'm looking forward to that conversation. And look, I am very much trying to figure out now how weird my 4th of July is going to be without having baseball played. You know, that is to me one of those traditions we love in sports. And there were a bunch. Like, let me put it this way. And it's not nearly as important to the holiday as I believe football and Thanksgiving may be. Imagine a Thanksgiving holiday without football. Just think about that for a minute. Could you imagine a Thanksgiving holiday in which the NFL does not play games? Now, you're telling me that wouldn't be weird? That would be beyond weird. Baseball and the 4th of July, they go side by side. It doesn't dominate the day the way football in many ways dominates the day. And football now is to a point where you used to just have the Lions and you used to just have the Cowboys playing the two games. Now you got the triple header. But you got the 1230 game, you got the 4 o'clock game, and you got the 8 o'clock game. And I love it. I mean, the problem and the challenge, I think, for many of us on Thanksgiving is that You have a bowl of food. You maybe have a couple of glasses of wine. You have all the desserts. And it's like, am I going to be able to stay up for this 830 game? All right. 
Enough of me ranting about, you know, not having Fourth of July baseball because we got ourselves a Hall of Famer on the line. This guy, to me, one of the best wide receivers of his generation. He's a pro football Hall of Famer. Let's welcome in the great Andre Reid. Andre, it's John Jastrzemski. Appreciate the time. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm just, uh, I'm getting getting messages from phone numbers that are saying, hey, uh, I don't know if you should take this call. <laughs> there you go. I mean, nothing nothing like some mysterious numbers. The day before 4th of July, Andre, you're probably figuring out what in the world's going on. But thank you so much for no taking problem, the time man. to join us here, man. And yeah. let's start here. This has been crazy, right? Three and a half, four months. No baseball, no basketball, no hockey. I mean, I, as a sports talk, I've been trying to figure out what's going on and how I'm going to get through shows. So I'll start here. What have you been doing specifically to keep your mind right, to keep your body right through in these, you know, crazy, crazy times? Yeah. Oh, man. It is, uh, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. I mean, you know, this, this pandemic, the last three and, three and a half, four months has, has put a, put a monkey wrench in everybody's plans and what they do normally. Um, you just got to find out what, what's important to you. Um, you know, working out and, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls about uh, a lot of different things over the past three months on different uh, different platforms with different athletes and different entertainers and kind of voicing your opinion about things because that, that's really what it's about. People want to hear what you got to say. Um, and, uh, you know, just trying to keep uh, keep going forward, man. We're in, a, we're in a time right now where we're stuck in a rut and the normal thing is not there. You know, the normalcy thing is not there as, as far as sports go, as far as, you know, everyday life, you know, people have been, uh, you know, switching up and doing different things. Uh, you know, um, you know, people have lost their jobs, things have happened and, you know, it's kind of like a reset button. We all got to hit the reset button and, you know, unplug and let it, let it hit, let it rest for about 30 seconds and, um, and plug it back in and hopefully we get a reboot. That's really what it's about. And, um, and that's in every phase of life. It isn't just sports and, and entertainment. It is in everybody's lives and what they do. And, um, you know, we just got to keep going forward, man. I think it's, it's going to get better. I mean, um, there's times where and there's a lot of people in, in this world, not only just the United States, but this world where people have lost things. And, it, it, again, the, the word normalcy uh, is kind of a, an easy word to say to a certain point. And, Let's face it, it isn't normal uh, just to do the normal things anymore because there's so many different implications that could happen uh, from doing the normal things. So, um, you know, people got to, you know, do the right things, you know, do what wherever you're at, you know, what your governor is saying. And, you know, we're, we live in a country where there's a lot of ignorance, um, and I hope that's not uh, the wrong thing to say, but it's true. People are going to do what they want to do regardless of what's going on. But in order for this to get better, we all got to work together and we got to do the right things. Andre, well said, my friend. Now, you put in an era in which Instagram and Twitter and all these forms of social media were this, like, great unknown. Now, I mean, forget about it. You see, you name it a wide receiver, uh, I'm going to see his latest touchdown. I'm going to hear this thought. I'm going to hear that thought. Yeah. Do you cringe when you see some of these players on social media, Andre, or do you look at it and say, wow, I really missed out on an opportunity maybe to interact with my fans, to maybe grow my brand? Yeah. Is that something you wish you had as a part of your career? Well, it's, it's 
really a double-edged sword. You know, uh, you know, when I came in in the mid-'80s, uh, as you said, there was no way of getting yourself out there for people to see you other than on TV. And with social media and, and how things are being viewed, one thing you say could turn into something that, you know, maybe you didn't want to say or people are going to construe it uh, and put what they think you said, and then you got to clean all that up. Um, you know, 30 years ago, there was no such thing as that. But uh, I, I think if you use your platform the way you should, and um, not saying you should be politically correct because there's a lot of people uh, on social media that, again, use their voice in a lot of different ways, politically, um, all kinds of ways. And as long as you're doing it where you're getting across what you want to say and all the people that want to you know, talk about you and say this and say that, as long as you feel that you, you said the right things and that's how you feel, um, I think you should be fine with that. But you know, it just goes, it just goes to show you some people say things that, uh, are turned around and, uh, they get caught in this little whirlwind called the, the internet and it gets, you know, put in different contexts and all that kind of stuff. And you got to kind of clean that. You got to clean yourself up. So it's a double-edged sword. You're going to get cut at both ends. Um, I try to stay in the middle with a lot of things. Um, and, uh, even sometimes when you're in the middle, you're going to get people, uh, to come out against you about things. So, uh, again, my platform uh, is like any other athlete's platform. If people want to talk about things, you know, I'm going to say what I want to say. And, you know, to the best of my ability, not to try to, you know, hurt anybody or say this, but say really what's going on. And uh, I think a lot of athletes and, and people that are that use their voice in that way, people need to realize that this is, this is how they feel and they should be respected for it. And, um, you know, we go from there. Andre, you look back at your Buffalo teams. To go to four straight Super Bowls is unheard of. And let's think about this for a minute. As dominant as the Patriots have been with Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. even the Patriots, Belichick, Brady, they haven't found a way to make it to four straight Super Bowls. Now, I know you guys didn't get to the top of the mountain, but I think over time, and I'm curious if you feel this way, do you think that the achievement gets more and more attention and gets the proper praise that it deserves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the Patriots, uh, you know, nothing against the Patriots. They've been a dynasty for years. Uh, you know, they're doing something right. 31 other teams are trying to, we're trying to figure that out. Um, and, uh, you know, everything you do, especially in sports, there's a culture that you get into and you have to, you have to abide by that culture, whether it's in the front office, all the way down to the coaches, to the players, um, that, that really breeds winning. And, and the teams I played for, you know, regardless if, if we didn't win, that's, that's not how I, I view my career or view what I did or what our teams did. Uh, and, and you mentioned over the years, uh, as the years go and go, you know, we are, we are recognized uh, every year differently by people that, you know, four will never be achieved. I'm not saying never, but it, it's a hard thing to do. It's hard to go to one, let alone go to four in a row. Um, there's seven Hall of Famers from that football team. Um, there's a Hall of Fame coach and owner and a GM. So if, if they really want to uh, throw us under the bus, they shouldn't put any of us in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? They they shouldn't. But I think we're admired in not only what we did, but how we um, not only conducted ourselves and how we went about our business, but we are, you know, revered as one of the greatest teams because of that. And, 
why do they why do they talk about it? They talk about it for a reason. And why do they talk about our team? They talk about our team for a reason. Um, there was great players. There was a great organization. Great fans in Buffalo. Um, and um, you know that's the way I look at it. So I don't I don't consider myself as a loser because of that. You know that's for somebody else to consider that. Um, I played with great players and great guys. Great family man. Um, and um, you know I'll cherish that the rest of my life. And I could have went to any other team and may not may not have even had a chance to get to one. So that's the positive I take from it. And it, it has made me a different, not a different person, but it's made me think about my life and what I do now um, a lot differently than, you know, maybe if I would have never went to four Super Bowls and, and lost uh, because losing is a part of winning and vice versa. And when you lose, you, you really find out what kind of character you really have uh, as a person and how you go about doing things in life. And I'm sure all the guys that I play with have used that, platform uh, of playing on those teams in their own lives, in their own families, and how they go about things. So there, there's, a, there's a teaching point to it, and that's the positive part that I look at, that there's a teaching point to it. There's, there's, some, there's some real good things that come out of it, and um, you know, that's the way I go about life. We have the Hall of Famer, Andre Reed. He joins us here on The Fan. So, Andre, you guys, as mentally tough as you were, what was the biggest challenge for you, for Jim Kelly, for Bruce Smith, for Thurman Thomas, you name me the guy in that locker room, in the idea of losing that game, getting off the mat, and then finding a way back the next year? Like, that's going to test your mental toughness in more yep. ways than one. How were you guys able to respond from that loss and yet find your way back to the big game year after year after year? Um, I, I think we were just very resilient, man. We were a bunch of guys that would never give in, never quit. And, you know, we didn't write the ship, but there's, there's a lot of people that maybe after one would, or two would have been like, oh, man, I don't, I don't want to do this all over again, you know, in, in some kind of way. Of course, you got to play the season, but we wanted to get back there and, and try to write the ship right and win one. And it didn't happen, but... Again, I don't think that defines any of those players um, in their lives now. Uh, it only it only lifted them and lifted us more. Um, Marv Levy, who I think was one of the greatest coaches ever, um, had to deal with multiple guys with different personalities, different uh, ways of doing things, and to have all those guys put it all together um, for a whole football season four times in a row and, and be unselfish uh, in a lot of times. Be unselfish and realize, you know, I'm no greater than this team. If I do well, the guy next to me does well. The guy next to him does well. The guy next to him, next to him, next to him does well. And we all win in the end. And that's, uh, I think it's hard. It, that's pretty hard to find in sports. It is. Because uh, sports really, uh, in a way, sports is, sports is like, you know, it's not like golf. You know, golf is an individual sport. Um, you know, when these golfers hit a bad shot or something, they miss a putt, it isn't the caddy that did it. Yeah, maybe you, you gave me the wrong line, but I'm the one that's actually doing it. So um, we had to realize that um, if I made a mistake, we all made a mistake. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't just Thurman. It wasn't just Bruce or Jim or Daryl and all the guys that were on that team. 
I was held accountable for what I did on the field every time I stepped on the field. And they, they were watching me to see how I reacted to certain things and vice versa. And that's, that's how we won games. That's how we came back because we did hold each other accountable, not only on the field, but we were really good with each other off the field. And, and we really cared about each other off the field, which, again, might not be the case in sports today to a certain point. Andre, first Super Bowl against the Giants. I know it means a lot to my audience here in New York City. You mm. guys had this prolific offense, my man. I mean, with you and Thurman, the K-Gun offense, and mm-hmm. Bill Belichick's game plan. How surprised were you with the idea of basically Bill was saying, we're going to let Thurman do his thing, and we're going to hope to play ball control. Like, Do you look back on that game and say, man, I, I wish I could have got the ball in my hands a little bit more. I wish we could have been the team throwing yeah, it all I- over the place like we did in the regular season? I mean, obviously. Um, I mean, uh, you know, that game, it was, you know, I was 20, let's see, 19. I was 26 years old. And, you know, as a youngster, I wanted to play uh, professional football. Um, and to get there and get to the biggest game uh, in our profession um, was a big thrill for me. Winning it was, was not secondary, but that would have been great. Awesome, definitely. That's what it was about. But just to get there, you know, I, I accomplished something that I set out to do. And, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty now. Um, we, could, we could go back to, you know, all four of those games and pick out things that we could have done better and, and things that could have happened that could have changed the game. But uh, it didn't happen, and, you know, it made me a better person for it. So, uh, who knows? We win that one. You know, Scott makes that kick. We might not get back to the next one next year. We might not get back to the one after that or the one after that. So that's the really the positive that I take from it is you had a 45 guys that had the same goal for four straight years and, and more years than that, that we all were in it for the same reason. And, and again, I think in sports it's hard to find um, you know, a group of guys that are, that are on the same page all the time. Now, Andre, I got to admit this to you, my friend. I am a big Miami Dolphins fan. So I was kind of used to as a kid seeing my team go up to Buffalo, freeze their tails off, and get smoked. And it felt like you guys (laughs) owned the Miami Dolphins. AFC title games, divisional round games. My guy Marino, that's why I'm a Fins fan, Andre. But it felt like he could never win up in Buffalo. Did you guys take additional satisfaction? You know, you got the hotshot quarterback, this team that plays in Miami, and they come to Buffalo and forget how to play. You took satisfaction in beating their rear ends, did you not? Of course. I mean, you know, Miami was a a divisional rivalry, a division rivalry. Um, You know, you had Jim Kelly versus Marino. Marino was, uh, when I came in the league in 85, you know, uh, the Miami Dolphins owned the Bills. I think they won like 22 straight against the Bills. And um, it, w- it was hard. The Bills just never beat the Miami Dolphins. They could have been on the beach in the Bahamas. We would have never, they never beat them. And um, we just had to, we started getting the right players at the right, at the right time. And we started believing in ourselves. And, um, we had Miami's number for many years after that. And it was always a great robbery when Marino came up to, uh, to Buffalo and we went down to Miami uh, to play down at old Joe Robbie Stadium. 
Um, I remember my first two, three years I played in the Orange Bowl, a very historic place down there in Miami. Uh, a lot of great games happened there in Miami uh, at the Orange Bowl. So in order for us to get better, we had to beat Miami, number one. We had to, we had to beat Miami. Andre, you get the call to go to the Hall of Fame. Obviously, mm-hmm. you played in great games. You got to Super Bowls. Take me through what that feeling was like, finding out you're finally going to Kenton. Out to the Hall, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think, uh, you know, always people always ask me that's a great question. I mean, and I, I kind of just say really one thing. I mean, when I was 15, 16 years old as a, as a sophomore in high school, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything. I just was out there playing football because I loved the game and I ended up playing, um, 30 years of football, um, played 17 in, in, in the NFL and started playing football when I was seven years old. And I, I never would have thought if somebody came up to me as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old kid, hey, you know, one day you're, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. You're going to be wherever it is. You're going to be talked about as one of the greats of the game. And I would have probably been like, yeah, um, sure. Okay, yeah, that, that's, gonna, that's really going to happen. And um, for that, to get that call um, five, six, now six years now, uh, ago, um, not only was it a, a great honor, um, there was so many people involved in, in that, uh, not only my teammates and, and Bill's fans and, uh, you know, fans all over the country, but, you know, your family, um, the people that you, you know, played Pop Warner with, um, you know, they're all a, a part of that because I, I wouldn't be able to, that wouldn't happen without them. And, and people telling me that I was, you know, just I, I just never should quit. And um, if you have a goal in life, never quit. And, and never tell anybody, never never let nobody tell you you can't do anything. Um, because that's, you know, that's, when somebody tells you that, then basically they're saying that they can't do anything. So um, I, uh, there's a lot of people to thank for that. And, you know, now that it's been six years, um, there's times where I still think about that day. Um, I think about the call. I think about, um, you know, my family. I think about friends. I think about everybody that was involved in that. And every Hall of Famer that, that wears a gold jacket and has a bust and, and has a Hall of Fame ring, they think about uh, all the people that, you know, helped them get there. And um, when I did my speech, that uh, that's really was the basis of my speech was, you know, the people that were on that journey with me. And uh, that'll be forever, for forever, for, uh, for forever. That's a great piece of advice. Andre, you're always going to have the Buffalo Bills attached to you. Do you take mm-hmm. some satisfaction in seeing the Bills finally back? Playoffs each of the last two or three years. McDermott, Bean, it seems like they got a top-notch defense. Allen, right. we'll see if that accuracy can get there, but he's a tough kid. He's mobile, and you can tell the people of Buffalo love him. Are yeah. you a guy that's like all in on what the Bills are doing right now? Yeah, very much. I think... Uh... When they hired Sean McDermott from from the Panthers three four years ago now, you know he uh, he had a meeting. He actually the, the front office called me, Thurman, Jim, um, Bruce, Cornelius, Steve Tasker, um, called us all in. They, Sean McDermott wanted to have a meeting with us, like a dinner, and talk about you know how did you guys go to four Super Bowls? What was the atmosphere like? How did you uh, do this? How did this happen? And 
that really showed us that, you know, this guy was all in and changing the franchise and, and changing the culture um, because it was 17 years before, I mean, before that was the last time we were in the playoffs. And, um, and I can see that in the last three, four years. Um, having Josh Allen there, who's a, uh, a very blue-collar kind of guy, um, had a chance to talk to him over the last couple of years just about things. And he's really dialed in and all in on what's going on. He loves the city. Uh, and just what they've been doing uh, in, in free agency and what they've been doing uh, in the draft the past three, four years. They're, they're trying to build a culture there. And uh, very excited about this year, uh, about, uh, uh, you know, what uh, what's going to happen. And, and, again, with this pandemic and, and all this stuff happening, every team is going through the same thing as the Bills are with, uh, you know, trying to get ready for the season. And whenever it starts or whatever is going on. So um, very excited about what's happening in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, hopefully this year we can uh, go a little further and, um, you know, right the ship. Andre, we'll get to your foundation in a minute. But I forgot to ask you this, and it dawns on me because I actually watched this again. I thought it was one of the best 30 for 30s. Did you like the way the four falls of Buffalo portrayed you guys? I thought it was tremendous, dude. Tremendous. Uh, Yeah, I thought they they did a great job. They did a great job on it. I would have liked to be in it a little bit more. (laughs) Always. Listen, a guy like you, the way you're talking, Andre, I was wondering why you're not broadcasting, for goodness sakes. I got to see you on TV, my man. Oh, exactly. But I, I, you know, I'm going to be, by, I'd love to be, I wish I was in it a little bit more than I was, but um, I think, uh, you know, the producers and the people that did that, the 30 for 30 there, they did a great job of depicting, um, you know, what all those years were about. And, you know, most people look at that and go, oh, well, they lost four, the four falls of Buffalo. But, but there is a, a hell of a message in that, that whole 30 for 30 about our team and about us. And I think, uh, I hope most people that have watched it, you know, get that message out of it. Um, that it was just a bunch of guys that were, that, that loved each other on the field and off the field, played for each other. And, um, hey, they're not making no 30 for 30 about Tampa Bay. Okay. They or, most or, certainly are not. You got to do yeah. something noteworthy, worthwhile, yeah. and get one of those 30 for 30s. You ain't kidding yeah. on that, Andre. So there's yeah, a lot so, to be proud of there, my man. Exactly, exactly. So that. That really was our teams in a nutshell, and it wasn't just about Jim or Thurman or Bruce or me or Darrell. It was about 45 guys. It was about a city. It was about a town. It was about a fan base that loves their team, that would do anything to see them win. And, um, you know, again, I think they're on the right path to uh, that happening. Andre, final one, and I really appreciate the time. In your post-playing days, Mm -hmm. what gave you the inspiration to give back and start a foundation? Like, what was it that inspired you to take you down a road in which you were able to give back to the community? Well, I, I was inspired by um, people when I was small and when I was a little youngster and a Pop Warner kid. And people believed in me. And, and people said, someday you're going to be something. Um, my affiliation with the Boys and Girls Club, like Shaq and, and Denzel and Jennifer Lopez and all these athletes and entertainers and entrepreneurs, they had to start somewhere. Somebody had to encourage them to be great. And that's where I got my inspiration from as a kid was the Boys and Girls Club going there every single day and being a kid, number one, and and listening, number two. Uh, And that's 
you know, right now, let's face it, a lot of kids don't listen. They, they don't want to listen. And I think uh, it served me well to realize how important listening was to somebody that had more knowledge than me, that saw something in me maybe that I didn't see in myself, and kept me moving forward instead of looking back. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. And that's what I try to do now to inspire kids in some of the neighborhoods I go in, some of the boys and girls clubs I go in, are not in the plushest places. These are kids that are, you know, in single-parent homes and, you know, mom and dad aren't always there and it's drug-infested and it's this and it's everything that a kid doesn't shouldn't be in, but they are. And I'm there to help them find something that's inspiring them to be somebody and be great at something. And that's, uh, that's what life is about. It's about inspiring those that, you know, are looking for inspiration from somebody that's been there or been down that road. Um, that's what this life, that's what this world's about. man. and I think if we do that more, this definitely would be a better place to live. You know, with what's going on today with, with, uh, the racist racism and all this stuff that's going on on TV and all this, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's sad to see that we're all, we, to a certain point, we're all one species, regardless of skin color, regardless of where you live. We're all one species, and we all need to help each other for the world to be better. And, in order, and if for that to happen, you know, it, it's got to start at the top, and it's got to trickle down to that little kid that goes to a boys and girls club every single day to find it. That's, that's really what life is about. Andre, really appreciate the time. Well said. Continued success off the field. And now we got a rivalry once again. Your Bills, my Dolphins, and hopefully the Dolphins with Tua will have better success than it did against you, Jim Kelly, and Thurman Thomas. So enjoy your 4th of July. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk soon, all right? You got it. Anytime, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. You have it. Really good stuff there with Andre Reid, the Hall of Fame wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills. He had a great career. And those Bills teams, we talked about it. They deserve so much credit. Four straight Super Bowls. I don't care if they lost all four. Realize how tough of an achievement that is. How tall an order that is to go to four straight Super Bowls. Not an easy thing. It's 9.33 here on this Friday evening. It's JJ After Dark, Jansi Stremski. We're right here on The Fan. We get back to your calls at 877-337-6666. We'll come right back. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.